Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into another episode of your favorite podcast. Another one, another one. Another the only one. podcast you should be really listening to, but I understand, like I said last week, y'all be cheating on us. Um, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is episode 303. I'm your boy, King Jules. Shout out to Eminem. Everybody in the 313. Oh, that's 313. Wow. Not no shout out to Eminem over here, okay? <laughs> I'm in Eminem, not a fan. I don't like it. You already know the vibe. Well, no I shout like out to Eminem. Top five rappers. Top five trash of all time, okay? Keep you know, 100. You know, I don't care what he say. People could have differences and still love each other. Because I love you, King Jules. I love you too, Kev. But I go by the name of No Church, or just Church. No Church in the cities where you can follow me. <laughs> we here. We here for another episode. Um, this is a good one. This is a special one. Um, we got a very special guest. This is the first guest of season three. Um, you know, we had to bring the fam up in here. Um, I think it's super important to just keep that we we're blessed to have such a great network and family from Frank Sinatra School of the Arts. So I called him my boy. The one, the only. We here. Twenty four K Dave in the building. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Can I get a? Can I get a yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give some background. Like, yo, Dave and I was in the same vocal program. Facts. Okay. And Dave had had the sauce, bro. Like, he was the only nigga that I knew that was like. 1617 with an internship at 10 deep okay Yo, and done. this nigga lets you know <laughs> that i got an internship at 10 deep every day bro, i got the 10 deep stickers hey. i got the 10 deep t-shirts everything <laughs> Yo, i talk about that all the time people people don't even believe me they're like what you mean you had an internship with them like they don't even have a store i'm like yeah they really don't have a store they do all online sales so you know what i mean they've been they've been ahead of amazon since amazon honestly but you was doing it yeah no nah, we was doing something like yo but the thing is oh, Man, I, I called out of I called out of internship a couple too many times to chill with my girl at the time. They end up telling me that like, yo Don't come back. Yeah, don't come back. Damn. So I mean, you know what I mean? You win some, you lose some. You feel me? It was a learn it was a yeah, it was a lesson that I learned early, bro. Like I can't take these opportunities as a joke. Bro, I don't even want to talk about the opportunities I've missed in my life or given up on accident. Like I, I one time got offered an internship at Bleacher Report before it was when it was a startup, bro. I was like eighteen years old. And I couldn't afford to have a job that didn't pay me at that time. So I, I couldn't take the yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, bro, I've never been in contact with the people at Bleach Report ever again since I turned on that internship. And look at them now. That shit is really crazy, bro. I can't imagine what I would have been, bro. Honestly, though. Because you know who the guy that was going to give me the internship was? That who? who I had talked to? You know that guy, Lance Sneaker or whatever? No, wow. I don't. Lance Sneaker. Wow. I forgot his name. Lance Sneaker. Walker? From TD? Nah, nah, nah. nah, 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 nah. nah. Yo, I gotta Google this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. Uh, he worked at Bleacher Report, though. His name's Lance. Uh, first things first. Uh, I'm sorry right. for the Yankees. Uh, very disappointed. Uh, I was bigging them up last week. You, you were. Know. You definitely were. I really thought they were gonna take it. Um, I'm very disappointed. Not in the Yankees organization. Shout out to the Mayhew, though. Um, because we fought a very good fight, um, but it's the we ha that's our Achilles heel right there. Our Achilles heel has been pitching. We haven't had a strong pitching staff in four years, and I hope this off season that they get it together because we had the best offense in baseball. Um, with injuries, wait, wait, with Kev, injuries. who are you going for though? It He's a Mets like... fan, bro. Oh, let him talk, bro, because I'm going for the Astros right now. Anyway, no, you heard? Yeah, the World Series is I'm not going for the Nationals either, though. I'm not. Nationals are here, yeah, bro. Rival. Big Astros. So, <laughs> but um, you know, the Nationals won it a few years back. So Altuve, you know, I do fuck with him. He's he's pretty hard, but. Nah, the Yankees, they, they choked, unfortunately. Yeah, no, they did. You know who did him in those? Sanchez did him in. If anybody has Sanchez did it too. We came back because we was down 4-2 that game. We came back 4-4. It was just the luck of the draw. That was one pitch that Chapman gave off because that could have been the ending of that game two. To be honest, as soon as we got screwed in game two with that last call where they... Do you remember when they called a ball and they called it a strike? And then the next... Pitch was a home run and they won the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's when the Yankees was giving up. They yeah. said, "That's it, bro. We ain't doing this no more." But here's the next year. Yeah, facts. Uh, for the Mets, for the Mets. No, nope, we're know. not talking yeah, about the big Mets. Big Mets, yo. I got some Mets hats. 
The only reason I don't have a Yankee hat is because I uh, no, gave man. it away to some kid in DR that wanted my hat. So I was like, yo, I can't. It is a, you know, it is a strong symbol. That and the Cowboys is like the most popular sports symbols. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Cowboys is number one, kind of. And then... For real? Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. They're one of like the most popular franchises. We talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah like two weeks ago, but... Um, the Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys and bro. Yankees. They're the mo- like one of the most, two of the most notable. And then number three is probably like Knicks, the Knicks, yeah, or Lakers. Wow, that's mm. so interesting. I did not know these these um, facts. So let's dive into it, Dave. Yeah, go you know, crazy. just let's get some background, bro. Like, tell the tell people who you are, <laughs> what you do, where you been. Shit, man. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, first of all. Kevin of course, Jules, of yo, it's crazy. Y'all were actually a lot cooler with my younger brother going up. So, because he <laughs> was all on a baseball team together, which I was like so far on the left field because I was playing basketball. So, yeah, it was just crazy. You I know? didn't make the high school basketball team. So I didn't good, bro. Y'all, y'all, made the ba- y'all made the baseball team. Y'all was just shining. Yo, every girl in the school was on a baseball team, dudes, all right? The basketball kids got no play at all. <laughs> Nobody nah, even knew the games were happening. Yo, because y'all was the new team. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all had yeah, it, and nah. it was like, oh, we have a basketball team since when? Like, and then the first year was developmental. Yeah, it was developmental. It was getting spanked up and down, left, right, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> it was sad. I quit. I, I got kicked off. The team actually, they actually said. I feel like they was just trying to embarrass me. You know what I mean? Like it was just. I don't know if we allowed to talk about this. Yeah, it, it don't matter. It was. It's real. The coaches had no melanin in their skin. You feel me? Like they Sally. literally was just taking. I swear they was just taking it out on me for no reason. Like yo, I was a good ball player and everything, and I felt like because I was Spanish, one of the only Spanish kids of the team other than Alex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was just getting the short end of the stick, bro. I don't know what it was, man. I mean, like. To be honest, I'm also reading this book called Psycho-Cybernetics, where it's talking about how your perception on your self-image really has a lot to do with your success, because you do everything after the way that you think about yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's like, I also am trying to get myself to stop thinking that, you know, like, that I grew up with a lot of oppression, you know? Even if I may have, you feel me? I'm just trying to not think that way anymore about Because you life. might stay, stay in that Yeah, because I might be negative to somebody that don't deserve it you know what yeah, i mean or i no might reason. just be pre- like preempted to do some dumb shit you know and it's like i don't i feel strongly about it but i have to also grow out of that mentality you know hell yeah, hell i yeah, want to be super successful i want to work with everybody you know um the only thing i've been up to man i've been up to everything actually so started a clothing brand my second one since i finished high school 24k away 24k we in the building way. Yo, add me on a gram, 24K Dave. You already know what it is. You know the vibe. I do <laughs> IG videos, jokes, man. I do vlogs on YouTube. Uh, shit, I live a you good be life. Hosted. You know, I be hosting events. Last. I got an art show on Thursday uh, at the Vinyl on 13th and 3rd. Come through to that. It's free. It's fire, 6 to 11. Uh, but yeah, we here, man. We just doing it all. We doing it all, man. This is the year of, of practicing the techniques and things like this finishing year right here, this end, this last quarter is the, the quarter of practicing techniques that you can actually use in 2020 that will keep you successful the whole year. You know what I mean? At least through quarter one, two, and three, you'll be on fire because there's things that you practice. It's like everybody who say they go to the gym on Monday, you feel me? Like if you go to the gym on Monday, most likely you, you're going to slack. You feel me? Because you went on that Monday. You know, you don't, you don't know what you're even doing there. You're just there. You know, but if you went the week before, right, before November 1st, and you say, yo, I'm going to practice, so that way November 1st, when I come in here, I'm ready, you know? You should do that with the way you handle your ears when it comes to trying to build success as an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Like, you don't wait till January 1st to start something. You start, like, a little thing or anything, you know, a couple months before January 1st, so you could practice what might work. Get your connections ready. So January 1st comes and you're ready to work. You know what I mean? That's like saying you're trying to write a paper and you only buy the paper and the pen and the book that you're writing on or something on the day that you want to write it, you know? Nah, I definitely feel you on that. I'm trying to explain it better. No, I I definitely get what you're saying. I think that's why a lot of companies, they have their fiscal year doesn't end in January. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies' fiscal year ends February because Mm -hmm. people think that Oh, just because the end year is ending and it's a new year, the work stops. And then you, this is a new, fresh page. But the work continues, you know what I mean? That's like 
Q4 technically ends for some people in the end of January. Totally, like, you totally. know? So it's like you got to keep that same energy and um, pro- uh, what is the f- what is proper planning prevents poor performance? Correct. The, the five P's. It's super necessary. Like right now, you don't wait. Like you said, you don't wait till January 1st to kind of piece your life together. January 1st is when the people who've been sleeping all year long decide like, oh, I'm going to get my shit together. And you know how long they keep their shit together for? 10 days. After the 10th day of the year, it's over. Gym memberships, they sign up the first first few days of the year. After that shit, that shit is capped. Going out, trying to apply for new jobs, that shit is capped. Trying new things, that shit is capped after the first 10 days out of the year. Because your energy is on such a high after the holidays and being around your family and your friends. And you feel like you got the initiative, you got the juice to handle and go and tackle everything. And after that first 10 days, you're just like, oh, okay, it's back to business as usual. There's nothing special about that process. Yo, and the crazy part is that it's not like a... It's not an overnight thing, bro. None of this is an overnight thing. You know what I mean? Not even the habit of continuing to work and not seeing the results that you want to see. Like, that is also you something you have to build. You're not just going to get that the first day you decide to do a project, you know? And if you do, God bless you. But, like Jules just said, it's going to run out, you know? So, the habit of working past your, you know monetary payment that you're making right now is something you have to build you know you have to get it out of the habit that you're going to make money off everything that you do there's going to be a lot of hard work that you put in that you not you don't get paid but what you do get is knowledge that you can't pay for Mm -hmm. so it's like you're trading time but you have to trade time for knowledge you cannot trade it for other i mean not that you cannot trade it for other things but do your best to trade time for knowledge because that's one thing you don't get back and you can't buy knowledge you know what i mean so if you spend your time on the train, now you're reading instead of playing music or playing games or watching Netflix, you know? Or, you know, at night, you're not watching TV. You're working on, let's say, this podcast, you know? Or editing a video or posting something or just trying something out of your norm, you know? Doing something with your I, time I think, in here. I think a point you're, you're directing yourself is toward is, like, doing it yourself. And I think that's, like, a perfect direction to go into i think uh ed sheeran had a quote where he said no one else is going to do it for you and if you want it bad enough then go out and do it yourself and i think there's so much power in that statement especially because in recent years more people have adapted this mentality of like do it yourself i have to go get it i can't wait for somebody else to do it and i think that's like the core of entrepreneurship you cannot wait for Tom, Dick, and Harry to give you the opportunity. And I think even then going after jobs or your life circumstances or setting goals, it's like sometimes we get so complacent in where we are in life and we're just waiting for shit to happen and we don't realize that we have to activate ourselves. And I'm I'm a man of faith. We're we're all men of faith, if you you were saying. You know, you have to... My, my, my pastor always says, nothing happens. Uh, he quotes Isaac Newton, and Isaac Newton said, nothing happens until something moves. But in, from a biblical perspective, he flipped it and he said that sometimes you have to start moving and activating your faith. And that means doing it yourself. You can't expect God to bless you if you're Facts. not putting in the work and activating your faith. You have these big dreams, you have these big goals. Well, what are you doing to activate those dreams and those goals and those aspirations that you have? Like, are you trusting the process? Are you depending on yourself? Are you doing the right preparation and like putting yourself in a position to set that up, you know? No, 100%. And um, I love that. Freaking one beautiful thing that you posted, uh, it ain't it's 0% luck, 100% God. Um, like, I, I mean, you know, that shit is beautiful mm-hmm. because I do think luck is a real thing, but we probably wouldn't have it without, you know, the higher power, without God himself, because he's the one who's like, is giving everything to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's why you always have to put in, you always have to chip away um, or whittle away that piece of art that you're trying to create. Uh, Michael, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of us are going to get built in a day. Even people who inherit money will lose it all because, and they have a lot of shit to begin with. We don't have that, but we have the ideas that we know the culture, we know exactly uh, what the future may entail because that's really what we need to, the timing needs to be good with your idea. And um, once the time is correct and you have the idea, you can execute, mm-hmm. um, but you won't know how to execute. You don't know, won't know what time it is if you haven't put any work in at all. You know what sure. I'm saying? Uh, one thing to piggyback off, like the quarter four shit, um, like the music industry, they kind of shut down yeah. quarter four. You know, during the holidays, they go on vacation. Even though Diddy 
he was famous for like people would be working on Christmas and he'll pull up to the office and he'd be like, y'all mad that you're working here at this time on Christmas? Well, until you work more than me, then um, y'all not getting out of here. But that's fucked up. I would let my niggas, you know. I mean, Diddy's a unicorn. He's um, like a wild bitch. But A Boogie last year, he dropped his album uh, Hoodie Season December like 21st. Kevin's dropping the Christmas um, album. Nah, not yet. First, first is the initial mixtape, but y'all see, y'all not ready. I'm getting on that for sure. 24k coming uh, his resume. Uh, he was like, he dropped his album quarter four, where like nobody was really dropping out. 21 Savage did, um, but then between uh, 2019 weeks one to like week seven, everybody had the number one album because nobody was dropping albums and his shit was like hot, so his shit was number one for like seven weeks. Remember back in 24, this is like 20. That's strategy right there. That's strategy. Uh, Beyonce laid that groundwork because Beyonce dropped December. December. Uh, Cole dropped 2014 for his drive in December and they kind of laid that groundwork of releasing projects Q4 and now people don't care because people used to think that's just holiday season it's only going to be holiday records that's going to get played Niggas, that's the same thing with TV shows. I don't think that TV shows should stop during the holidays. I'm still looking for shit to watch during the holidays. You know what I mean? Facts, that's facts. a perfect time for me to be watching a TV show. Because I'm old. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But that's where people feel like, and not even just in the entertainment industry, but that's a perfect point for you to slack off. You think, oh, I'm getting into this Q4 holiday mode. I'm chilling. This is my vacation. This is what I've been waiting for. That's the time that you need to be going and harder. Then in the new year, he was on top. Exactly. You know? And so that's just something, that's what you said, like, it's true. It's true, in theory and in practice, what you're saying. Like, you're not going to just come January 1st with, if you didn't do anything before, you're not going to just come there. It's tough, bro. You. It's like, you, it is tough. people need to be taught this. You don't get taught this in school, you know? You get taught Hell one no. plus one equals two, and, you know, rarely does anybody ever ask you in the street, hey, what's one plus one? You know what I mean? Like, even though that's like a silly... Way to re- know, replicate what I'm true, talking about, yeah. but it's true. Like obviously, I I went to school for economics, and I'm I learned a bunch of crap that I've never touched in my life. I don't remember shit. I was an economics major. He's too. a calculator for the most economics I do now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's about it. You know, no 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 scientific numbers or algorithms or nothing. Now I have to read a textbook. That's it. But the, that's I think that's a perfect point where it's just like. The shit where the, the conversation going to school versus not going to school and learning more shit in life. Like, I went to school for four years, but I learned more shit in the music industry outside of school and, like, just moving around. Like, I'm not even talking about just, like, at post-grad. I'm talking about, like, I'm in school, I'm learning shit during the day, but at night I'm interning at a studio or I'm working with this artist or I'm doing this and that. You know what I mean? Like, sure. those lessons that I learned outside of the classroom is a shit that I still carry with me every day. Fact. There's some shit that I learned in the classroom that if I blink twice, I don't even remember it. Like, Allison, she's teaching music right now, perfect example. And one of her students was like, um, referencing a slur, and I was like, I haven't read music in like four years actively. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I play, but I haven't read music. I don't yeah. remember all the analogies and everything like I used to. But that's a perfect example. Like that's not shit that's a, a, applying to my everyday. You know? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like Swiss Beats. Um, did I mention this last week? Plug. I sat next to Sw- Swiss Beats at uh, Kanye. Uh, Sonia, Sonia, Sonia um, Swiss Beats. He just he just graduated. Yeah, I saw the pick and I'm like, yo, bro. I hope you hit him up and said you like, was like, yo, what up? I got round table. I got this. I got that. I would have hit him with a mixtape. <laughs> Right in the forehead, like, bro, hold that. I got 30 beats on you. Nah, yo, everybody said that, and I was just nah, like, you, it was, it was just, I feel like it was just wasn't the right moment. And, like, when and when it's time to be in that space, I'm going to be nah, ready, nah. you know fact, what I mean? Fact, fact. And um, he just graduated from Harvard Business School. True. Uh, I think he was there for two or three years. And he said that the most, he's like, he doesn't remember anything. The most important class he took was a two-week class that was, like, about, like, the stock market and, like, investments. It was only two weeks. Out of the three years he was there, and that's the only thing that he found as value. He's like, no offense to Harvard, but that was just the case. It's the only thing he used to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. Like, it's true. The yeah. shit, there's so much shit that we learn, and there's so much more information coming every single day. But it's funny, because it's called wraps into what we're talking about, which is doing it yourself. Like, yeah. teaching yourself trial and error. everything. At, like, from the ground up, literally. There like, ain't no losses, just lessons. Ain't no L's, that's just a fact. lessons. That's a fact. For I you, tell that to everybody. Tell me what. For you, like with your brand and just like creating your content and just like what, what, what you're doing, like how important is that like do it yourself mentality? So I take a lot of sacrifices in my regular life so I could live my 
uh, I want to say, dream life or take the risk that I can or want to. For example, like I ate Trader Joe's frozen food for eight months at breakfast and lunch. And by doing that, I was able to pay off like 5K of debt. Mm -hmm. You feel me? At the same time, I also kind of lost myself there. What was the original question? The question was, how, <laughs> how important is adapting this do-it-yourself mentality into, like, you're, you yourself, you're building your brand, your content. Um, oh, everything. yeah. So, this is the point of the story. So, the point of the story was, upon, uh, okay, so, basically, you don't get paid enough in this New York City to live your life, pay your bills, and also save bread. So, you need so two jobs, literally. Yeah. You, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and a cigarette, because you're not going to be able to get through all that without one. Nah, you know what I mean? Weed, man. <laughs> weed. Nah, nah, I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't even... So, somehow, we always got the money for the kush. I don't know how. Honestly. <laughs> Yo, I'm that's, dead. That's the, lights, the lights is off, but the blood light, we can use that's, that. That's a non-negotiable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bro, but that's the same thing you ever seen. Um, You know who Dana Chanel is? She, like, started that app sprinkle of jesus she does like the inspirational videos oh that's cool. so she made a quote there was like they were talking about a video that like um you ever notice like the hustle of like a crackhead or like somebody like a homeless person and they were like that homeless person is out there all day long trying to get money and they get money and they might get twenty dollars and you stayed home all day and watched netflix and they didn't make any money how did you let that homeless person hustle harder than you did like i'm thinking about that shit i'm just like bro Homeless people and crackheads, bro. These niggas be hustling the fuck out of life, bro. Yo, they got they some they got niggas always got cigarettes. They always got weed and they always got booze, bro. You go on the corner of uh, Myrtle and Broadway, crackheads, homeless niggas. They always got booze in their hand, a cigarette Yo, in their hand, funny. and some weed. And they fucking too. And they fucking too, really bro. Seriously, you went a little deep there. Um, <laughs> we didn't need it. I mean, so I'll hook you up with something, bro. I'll throw you something ASAP. No we can fix no that. No, nah, but I the drought is over. I think it's super important, you know, that sense of hustle and, and that sense of sacrifice. Like, yeah, so basically, the point is. For me to invest in my own brand and myself, I needed bread. And I, and I wasn't hustling and I wasn't doing anything illegal. So I only had my paycheck. And, you know, I spent most of my paycheck eating lunch. So I was like, yo, either I'm going to eat frozen food and cook at home or I'm not going to be able to do anything I want to do. So by literally making breakfast at work and eating lunch at work every day. Per month, you save about $400. Easy. Bro, with that $400, I could invest into my shirts. And I could invest into a camera. I could invest into mad things. You know, I sacrificed a lot. I didn't go... I went on, like... There was one or two years where I went on, like... In a... In, like... I want to say 15 months, I went on, like, nine vacations. Which was so ridiculous. I thought I was living large. I was so stupid. I was just spending all the bread that I was making. And I had nothing saved. So now I have a savings and, you know, everything's really different, man. It, this this, this do-it-yourself thing is really, it hits home. You know, it's important. It, it, you got to learn to sacrifice. If you don't sacrifice, you're not going to get, you're not going to get ahead. You're not going to be able to do what nobody else is doing. You, to have what nobody else has, you have to do what nobody else is doing. All these people taking these vacations, buying these clothes, buying these kicks, they broke. Flexing on Instagram. They, they still living at their mom's house. What, they don't got it. They got two likes. they got two kids on the way. Or they got one kid that they hide it from their Instagram that they don't know about. That's the child support going. Or they, they scamming niggas to get money to pay for that shit. You know? Like That's a short life. All that street shit, bro. That's a short life, man. Let me tell you, bro. I, yo, God bless everybody doing it. But, bro, I... It's a short life. Let me tell you, everything comes to an end when you're doing shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. It's just sad. It's just that's how it works. That's just the science behind it. That's just life. That's the circle of life. Mm -hmm. You do it the right way, it's never gonna leave you, bro. It's not. You know, I mean, like, okay, it shouldn't go down that way. You know that conversation. You know, I have plenty of people doing all types of things, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like that's a short life to live, bro. Just do the right thing. I, some kid I hated at my last job. That's the only thing he ever told me that as, as a, word of, a word of advice that I stuck with. He just said, just do the right thing. Whatever, whatever the option you got is, do the right thing. That's that's so simple. Like, how easy is that to go on with your regular day? You know what I mean? Like, I know. 
but somehow the devil always makes lures you the other Yo, way. It's a tough battle it's every it's day. It's That's it's why we here on earth. That's why yeah. God gave us a chance to do this, though, because if not, we would be all just in angels in heaven. I'm assuming mm -hmm. because if we didn't have a chance to choose, That's... you know, we would be up, up, up in heaven. You know, like or. Or hell, we wouldn't have an earth to live on. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like where we got the choice to do good by God or just do crazy, you know, and just not do good, do like by him. One thing, uh, like if, you know, one day we do hope to, you know, employ people, you know, hopefully mm -hmm. put people on who have other ideas that can uh, help us innovate, you know. If you're at that level um, and you're paying people, like before anybody, before yourself gets paid, you got to make sure everybody else gets paid. So like... If you think that um, if you're not disciplined in yourself and you want to get to that level, how are you going to be disciplined in that? And so uh, it's just important that when you create that, when you have your savings shit, you got to invest in stocks. You got to have your 401k. You can't have debt. Um, even though it sucks, bro, this day and age, student debt is awesome high raises every day. That fucking business. That, that, that business that <laughs> just took a vacation for, for five, celebrating five, five million dollars. Like, how could you do that? You know, and that's what's fucked up in the capitalist country, man. Also, I got a family made loan. I'm like, y'all you know, over here I like, believe congratulating it. yourselves because I'm paying my loan. And y'all taking a vacation. You know, the debt is like at a trillion? Yeah. Yeah. A tr above a trillion, but it's in the trillions because that word I saw, I was like, holy no, shit. No, you know what's bad is I saw, I was reading an article and it was talking about how America's on the cusp of another recession. Oh, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been on it. Um, and they were saying that three it, out of five Americans are not prepared for a recession. Wow, for real? And realistically, speaking, re realistically speaking, the recession can come within the next six to 12 months. And mm -hmm. they're, they're trying to say that the millennials are the reason why we're kind of holding off on the recession because, yes, there's more income, there's more generating more wealth, and more millennials are investing their money into stocks and stuff like that. But there's a large portion of millennials who are not investing in stocks who don't have any savings. And, and it's like, not only millennials, like, like adults, adults, too. adults too. Like people with medical bills who they have to live paycheck to paycheck or people who are only surviving on the social security check. Like, they don't got bread either. Like, it's not just millennials. Yeah. Um, no, unfortunately, millennials have all the student debt because everybody who's 70 college only cost $1,000 when they went or $500 and could work at a candy shop and pay for it all summer. But um, they too, they too can't afford a $300 emergency. Like, imagine that. A $300 emergency, you can't afford it. Like, I see this at my job all the time. Like, they call and be like, yo, I can't make this month's payment. Like, I got to get my car fixed. Fortunately for me, like, if I had to get my car fixed, I could still pay my my credit card bill if I had to. You know, because luckily I've been taught that you got to put money to the side no matter what. Even if it's just $10, like, you got to put something to the side. Yo, but that's something that you got to get taught. You see what you said, bro? You was taught. It's it's uh, the people you gotta tea, we gotta tea, so you gotta you you two that, you two are so responsible right now you are two colored young men who are giving back to the community with this podcast like you really need to ha take responsibility that you teaching people how to manage their lives like mm -hmm. I, I strongly believe you should talk about credit on here you know like right, from the knowledge really, that you yeah. have okay great yeah awesome no like you know you gotta teach because you know it's different when a teacher tells you you already think he don't like you. So why are you gonna listen to what he gotta tell you, you know? And it's different when your parents telling you you don't know you don't you think they don't know anything, so why are you gonna listen to them, you know? Yeah, but when your yeah. friends tell you, you be like, Oh wow, wow, that's so true. Yeah, maybe I should Google that cause Julian said it or cause Kevin said it. You feel me? It's so you can influence the, a lot of lives here, with man. The and like I used to think like, Mom, I don't know what you're talking about, but then you realize later, like, oh, they were right the whole time. And it's great. We don't realize that they experienced stuff too before we were born. They have a whole other life that sometimes some of us don't even know what happened. Like whole other life before we were before we existed, mm -hmm. and that we should know. But I don't know. We're just hard headed when you're young. You know, it sucks. Think you think you know everything. When, when you, you get so old, before you realize, like, damn, I'm sorry. You like, make me yeah, so yeah. fucking hard headed. You know, and this like, is where we are in that like the cusp of life. Yeah, because yeah. We've, we've, we've seen that. You know, like. 16 i would say 13 to 18 we're hotheads because we're so we're in high school we think we're on top of the world Yo. nobody can tell us anything um i don't know who i thought i was to be honest i definitely my mom like and now i try never argue to my mom everything she's i want to be patient as possible like not like i 
I don't know. I guess I'll just get tight easily. Like, what you mean you don't understand what I'm saying? Like, and maybe because that's my mom, I think I could do that. But later on, like, when I was, like, 18, then my brother was a teenager, and I would come home from college, I'll see how disrespectful this little kid is to my mom, and I'm like, like, yo, that's what I was doing. And, like, I now know never, bro. I wouldn't even dare. Like, always with a smile, no matter what. Like, because she means the same thing. Like, we already made it out their crib, so they see us as adults, even though they see us as as their baby. But we got to see, we're in the same... We're both adults now. We got to respect each other, respect each other yeah. you know? And I came out of your vagina. Like, come on. Yeah, no, that's it, really... It's, it's a, a point of development and growth, honestly. I'm not even going to acknowledge the vagina comment, but um, it's a point of the growth and development that we get to, and we're just, like, seeing things from a different perspective. And I think it's super important to, like, meet each other face level um, in these conversations, you know what I mean? Like us talking about the credit conversation to somebody like us is like, yo, I'm telling you this story about credit because I fucked up. And I've talked about this on a podcast before, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I fucked up my credit really bad and I'm, I'm perfectly fine in admitting it. And I feel like where we were talking about last week where transparency and being more open and having this dialogue is necessary because we're not telling people not to do these things because for our health, we're telling people to do it because we don't want you to go the same path where we do it and perpetuate the cycle. You know what I mean? We want somebody to like see this and be like, this is the mistake somebody else made. They're showing me not to make this mistake so I can be in a better position to help right. somebody else and kind of continue that. Because at the end of the day, yeah, we're 25, 26, 27 right now. But like, yo, niggas get old, bro. Niggas Quick. die. Life is it's a cycle, you know? Oh, yeah. And we got to kind of... Change the way the cycle is to help the youth for tomorrow and make um, it better tomorrow. Another thing with like the DIY do yourself thing, you know, it's important. I feel like because I don't want to have a massa, you know, we look at uh, NBA right now, their massa is China. I don't ever want to be in a position like that where I got to bend the knee for a communistic country, mm-hmm. you know, not saying we're going to have because I, I don't think I'm never going to make a deal where a country like that was going to tell me what to do, you know, and freaking. Uh, at every at basketball games, people come with a free Hong Kong shirt. Like they get ejected from the games in America mm-hmm. because <laughs> another country is like, nah, you can't have that because they have so much money in there. Um, ha- doing yourself, making your, have being uh, you being your own boss, you'll never have that happen. Mm-hmm. And if somebody does threaten that, like, nah, you can't sell this here, you can be like, well, I don't mm-hmm. need you like, because I, you own it. Exactly. Like you're in. The, you have the power of owning. Like it sucks that like Blizzard is a company who recently they banned two kids who uh, were just like uh, announcing a game Hearthstone, and then the winner was like Free Hong Kong, and then they banned him. Didn't give him his prize money, and then banned the two people who allowed it to be on the live stream because Tencent, a Chinese company, owns five percent of Blizzard, and they're like, Nah, we don't play with that. Like, take that off, and that's it. They, they're they off. They're not, he's not getting his prize money, and they ban him for six months. Um, even though Blizzard is an American, American company. company. Like, what? Yeah, yeah bro. Like, it's messed wow, up. Wow, that's so, so bad, they're just bending bro. the knee, like, saying, okay, Massa, whatever you say, I'll do. That's why they have LeBron saying, like, being critical of the Houston Rockets coach who said, like, I stand with Hong Kong. He was like, oh, I feel like his words are um, uneducated, and... Oh. Uh, he should be worried about how his words can affect other people. When LeBron is okay with saying, like, calling uh, Trump a dickhead or whatever, no, a bum, call him a bum, you know, he always holds down his, um, you know, people of color because he opened up the school, he knows that police brutality is a real thing. And I understand, like, people are only knowledgeable of their circumstance. You know, it's not, I'm not, like, no one knows that Hong Kong people are like, oh, Black Lives Matter. So I'm not saying, like, we have to, um, like, everybody has to be educated, but an injustice anywhere is an injustice for everyone, you know? Um, and so I just don't fuck with that, like, LeBron saying, when you yourself don't want any, you wouldn't want anybody saying anything about, oh, you're not educated about the African-American com- community, the shit that they go through, um, the police brutality they go to. If someone said that to LeBron, LeBron would be like, what the hell? That's crazy. You know, you're wilding. Like, he'll be mad tight. But because that's New Hong Kong, and he has... A billion dollars, you know, gonna get over there. The Nike shoes he's gonna sell over there. Um, he's gonna be like, nah, I'll look past it. And you know, we live in a capitalistic country. It's fucked up. Uh, but I don't want ever, you know, we should never be in that position that another person is gonna tell us what, what to, to do. do you, know? you know, I think that just boils down to just, I, I mentioned it before, but like ownership. 
and like true ownership and not ownership with con a t contingency plan where it's like oh you own yourself so think about it like some of these record labels they they kind of pitch it to artists and say hey like for instance get travis scott we'll give you cactus jack but cactus jack is under another label we technically own it that's your label but we own it we control what you do and somebody else controls that label and the same thing there's always somebody dipping it's in your money exactly and that not just in a music industry perspective, but that's how he has his label? China. Yeah, that's how most of the artists have their He's under Grand Hustle, um, which is under probably Universal. Universal, and Universal owns mostly everything. But that's uh, how the, the, it creates a cycle. And then mm -hmm. you have that sense where, like, Shit, Grand Hustle may, might be under Atlantic, to be honest. And then Atlantic, Atlantic. Under, under, under Warner. Warner. But I, I think this is a perfect example of, like, Tyler Perry. Maybe Epic. He took, he kind of gave us the formula for ownership to be at, at the BET Awards and saying, like, it's important to own your stuff, own your work, own your businesses, own your everything. Because, you one, we've been living in such an oppressed world and just an oppressed society of people of color where now we're finally getting in positions of ownership and we see dollar value and we see, like, the lights and stuff and, and we're so quick to be ready to sign it over because nice. it's going to bring us the bigger. But it's so much more power in ownership. Nipsey talked about it. Tyler talked about it. Tyler just opened up the biggest studio, bigger than... Disney, Warner Brothers, and Paramount Studios. He, mm. His studio is so big, he can put all three of those studios on his lot. You know what I love about Tyler Perry? He actually opened that studio like eight months ago, mm -hmm. but he didn't have the grand opening until now. Because, you know, people these days, as soon as something happens, they'll be like, oh, look, I'm in the audition here at Warner. You know, like, they've got to post everything. Mm -hmm. But now nah, Tyler waited until everything was built, until he had all the chandeliers ready, until he had all the red carpets ready to have this extravaganza. You know, he spent, like, $25 million on that red opening. I, I can imagine. And, like, 30 chandeliers, um, paying for um, Fantasia, who performed. Like, everything, everything. All the hotels that were reserved. Um, and I, it's just, like, I fuck with that. Um, not everybody has to know everything right away, you know? You don't have to put everything out there because the moves that are made now um, will work, will uh, help you out later. Later, Gangsta yes, moves in silence. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Tyler Perry. What you talking about? Um, <laughs> you know Tyler Perry made $35 million on just his plays before he came out with Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Mm -hmm. Like, 35 and just plays, like underground plays. Like, and then that's how he was able to make that money and coming out. And, 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 and put a movie... Playing partner with, wow. uh, and, and this is where we were talking about before. Yo, he's a legend, bro. You, you are you really top five black men? Seriously, like, um, for real. That, and he's so quiet. Seriously, he's a quiet and killer. On him because he put a dress on. Like even the African American community, like they'd be like, "Oh, those Bad. movies are whack." Um, but every black person seen the movie. But he was the only one able to, because because white. Um, uh, executives would be like, we don't get it, we don't get it. And Tyler Perry said, upset, it's not for you, it's for my people, you know. And people clown people for doing that. Be like, no, you should make it more pop or like uh, broaden the spectrum of who's gonna consume it. Mm -hmm. But no, Tyler Perry's like, I'm gonna stay with my people. Mm -hmm. And he made the money. And it, it's just people, like I said, people clown on that shit. Like, oh, you're not gonna make it for more people. Um, but see, that's where you get into a position of success and where you, you, think, you, need more. Where you think you need more and you need to include you more said. people. So they and that's where talking about with the ownership, like, OK, he did everything, all of this by himself. So you think about it like I'm always going to reference the music industry. So the, the way that the music industry right now is that you look at we were talking about Brent Fias a couple episodes ago, uh -huh. how Brent Fias turned down an 18 percent. On two hundred and fifty thousand dollar advance, so he could still have power of ownership. And in his power of ownership, he's like, I can make that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar advance, record the album myself, make money on touring, make money on merchandising, and not have to give the record label a single percentage of what I own. Because, because like, like a record label, let's say, is giving you ten million dollar advance, it's because they think they can make a hundred million on you, and they're not going to. No, nobody. And this is where it comes up with like knowing your worth and your potential is that people see your worth before you see it and that's when they try to dwindle it down you know what i mean like mm. people see the power in what you're doing like you dave with your videos so and the clothing line you're like yo everybody this is where it is 
everybody wants to juice. Everybody sees it. When you're moving around and you're moving in silence like Tyler, just in general, niggas see that you're not on Instagram and you're not doing the same shit that you was doing, they all of a sudden think that you quit. Now they got a leg up on you because they don't know what you're doing. They don't know what your moves are. Fact. But the minute you go and say, drop the bomb. Yo, here's the clothing line. Here's the videos. Here's the content. Here's me doing the shows. This is everything that I've been working for behind the scenes. Nobody's seen this shit. Nobody saw the blood, sweat, and tears. But now y'all see the glory behind this. Fact. Now everybody is like, oh, yo, this is great. This is great, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're amazing, bro. Like, let me see how I can help you and do that. But like, where was that energy when I was out here? You didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You didn't care what I was doing, but now I'm getting thousands of likes, views, everybody pulling up. I'm getting money now. You care about it. You know what I mean? That's one hell of a job. It's, it's a crazy true, concept. Bro, you know true. what I mean? It's, it's it, where we got to stop that sense because like, how can we get to a place where everybody is going to get to that level of ownership and development if you only got people sideline kind of dwindling your wealth? and doing in your worth like they're only trying to see like you know what i don't want dave to get too big because i know i can do the same thing he can do i'm gonna try to learn what he got and i'm gonna try to see the sauce that he got and take it on my own and try to copy that and then try to get better on that it's that's crazy because yeah. i was just talking about this there's three stages of this when you start trapping on your own i like to call it <laughs> <laughs> there's the first stage where people's like yo Everybody's cheering you all like, yo, I believe you. You could do this. I can't believe like I got you for anything. That's stage one. And then stage two is, uh, yo, who do you think you are for trying to be different than everybody else? You know what I mean? Like, who do you think you are to try to go do a vlog? Or who, who, who are you to make a shirt or a podcast or even, you know, try to direct anything? Who are you? You know what I mean? Like, oh, nah, you, you really working on your crap. I got to work on something to... At least try to get in the same lane as you are ahead of you before you get too hot. And then I don't need you anymore. That's how people treat you. you know, first is, yo, I got you. Second is, I got to beat you before you get there. Because now, even though I was not doing anything, now you've inspired me to do something. Mm-hmm. So I got to beat you to your goals so I could shit on you and be like, now you need me. You know what I mean? Then in stage three, when you make it on your own, they're like, yo, remember when I was cheering you on? Remember I said I had you? Blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, remember you said you had me. That's it. You just it said was it. words. Yeah. You just said it. You feel there was me? No action. A lot of people here, they're like, yo, I support you. I support you. You know, like, support is a verb. You have to actually do support for it to be a support. You know what I mean? You can't just, you don't speak support. You know what I mean? That's That doesn't even make sense. You know, like, you, the worst thing you could do is spell it. You know what I mean? Like, after that, you have to do it. You know, like, so whether anybody boosts you up, gives you a like, a repost, a, a comment, anything, bro, just that's that you got, you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, not everybody's going to have the same heart as you either. You know, mm-hmm. you might be the type to repost everybody's thing, comment on everything, like they follow their program, but it's just, you know, not everybody's MO, you know, like they're going to support you a little bit until they see you, you know, it's like tough love maybe sometimes, you know, but you got to, there's a lot of snakes in the grass, man. You just got to make sure you no, protect it. You know, I, you got to pray. I love you is like, you keep the same energy. Like we were talking about this before the podcast, we were talking about the podcast, how like, you know, time had, had crossed between since like we were actively like um, cool and stuff like that. And it wasn't a matter of like, oh, I felt some type of way. It was just like life goes on, shit happens, but once that energy came back, it was always like a massive level of support. And it's not just support like me saying, oh, yeah, I support you. It's I'm supporting you. Yo, like I'm going to come through or what you need. Like, how can I help you? You know, be a resource to people. And I feel like, you know, people are leeches. Like you said, people are snakes in the grass. They just want to get something from you. They want to get a piece of your knowledge. Like, yo, Kevin will tell you, bro, we be at shows Everybody and their moms trying to like come and have full conversations in the middle of the show, trying to like, yo, pitch this, pitch that, because they see, yo, oh, yo, this show is successful. Look at all these artists. I want to do this. I want to be there. I, I remember get- that dude wrapped in front of you. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is the real deal, son. There was even the dude in the in the back room giving like, yo, let me get you. Yo, like just like we. Yeah, we nah, in, I've been like, laughing about that dude for a little while now. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about. I was like, yo, my son scammed Barney two times. Yo, all of a sudden, an entrepreneur. Um, but it, it, honestly, though, it all of, like I said, the Swiss B shit, bro, that's all about being in the right place, right time. And not. I don't feel like 
I don't need something from you. You know, like I don't I don't want you to ever feel like I'm trying to get something from that because at the end of the day, people are still people like people, even though we know that they're trying to latch on to you and they're trying to take a little piece off of you. Like I'm still a human being. I'm still a person and I'm nobody like I don't uh, consider myself to be I, I'm I'm humble as shit. I, I have not have even scratched the surface of where I want to be and what I want to do. But even in that process, it's like. Bro, I noticed that people are only around for certain things. And, like, I've said it to people before. I've said it to Kev. I've said it on the podcast before. Like, there'll be some times where I'll be having crazy radio silence. And, like, nobody's hitting me up. No phone calls. No text messages. Only, like, my inner circle who are people who I'm regularly in contact. But, like, there'll be some times where there's only people who reach out to me because they want something. It's like they see something. Oh, yo, can I get your help on this? Can I ask you a question? Can I pick your brain? Can I do this and that? And it's like, where's that in th- that organic energy? Like, you just only want something from me. And at, the, at a certain point, I just got to, like, separate myself or, away from those type of people and that type of energy. People who are only trying to latch on to what I'm doing because they see what I'm doing. And that's why I feel like I'm trying to be more quiet about the way that I move about things and how I do things. Because when you're over here posting and sharing every little detail... Everybody knows what you're doing, so now they're kind of just being up in your face. But when they don't know what you're doing, it's radio silence. It's quiet. I've been quiet on Instagram stories for a minute now. Ain't nobody creeping up in my DM saying, like, oh, what you're doing and this, this, and that. The energy changes when you don't have something to offer. And that's why sometimes even with rapping the, the do it yourself, like, that's why you got to do certain shit with yourself because you don't even know how genuine certain people are when it comes to, like, doing the work and, and hustling and being in the trenches with you. Some people only try to be in the trenches with you until you reach a certain point to get them in the right room with the right people for them to be successful. Then they'll be like, fuck you. All right, you good. And then go about their business. And now I'm successful. Even those people don't make it very far, you know, like I strongly believe I have everything I want. You know what I mean? Like, well, I literally like, even though I don't have it physically, I have it mentally, you know what I mean? Like, and because I have it mentally, I will have it physically, you know? Like, I have everything that I could ever dream of. I already own it, you know what I mean? And it's it's almost not even about owning things. It's about really just life experience. And when it comes to owning things, I'm not talking materialistic, you know what I mean? Companies, you know, businesses, you know, as Kevin explained before about having enough bread in your company that you're paying employees. Like, that's an incredible accomplishment, you know? It's just like... I love it. We just, this is a great place. You know, doing it yourself is also about speaking it into your life before it happens. You know, like you, you, you can only do so much before you have to give it up to faith. You know, there's like, it's only humanly, only so much humanly possible before you got to let the wind take it, you know, and just let it go. But you got to do your due diligence, though, and believe that the wind's going to make it fly. You know, you can't just be like, yo, I'm creating this airplane. I'm attaching these wings, but there's no wind outside. You know, like you're never going to take flight, you know? True, true. <clears throat> I think that brings us up to a perfect point in, I guess, our motivational moment, we're going to call this segment. segment. Um, but <laughs> we found this quote, and it's by Confucius. It says, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Let's weigh in on that real quick. How does that make you feel? Um, I always bring up this example. Um, Giorgio Armani didn't create it until he was 43 years old. You know, and now it's a billion dollar company, fashion line. Um, and like, I'm 25. And sometimes, you know, you get frustrated because you don't know where you're going. Um, I think a lot of that is always financial. You know, like if you're financially struggling, struggling, you're like, when am I going to get out of this hole? So that makes it a little foggy of where you want to be in life. But what I'm trying to say is that like, if you gotta just begin today and take those baby steps, like again, chip away. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, well, that's yeah. a very powerful statement about being in debt and having that create like a fogginess over your life because there's so totally. many people who won't uh, even try to do anything because they feel like their debt is literally stopping them from everything. Like, they won't even save 20 bucks because they feel that they have to pay it to their debitors. When actually they should be building a savings because it's a lot smarter to build the savings while you do it than to just try to put it all towards the bill. Because and that may take some time. You know, everything um, is it's all also like, like, your, like a 401k that you're not going to use that until you're like 60 years old. But you're going to be putting money that comes out of your paycheck that you don't even feel 
um, most li- more than likely your, your company has like a 3% match where they're giving you free money. And when you open that up in the future, you're going to have money so you can be chilling mm-hmm. on top of your social security check and hopefully other investments that you're making, other retirement funds, you know. Um, but you're not going to feel those fruits um, until so much later. So it's, it's, a, it's a marathon. Shout out to Nipsey. Uh, I think, a, a, uh, how do I put this? Time is the biggest currency. Facts. Um, and we don't think about that because we're always moving at such a crazy pace. We're not thinking about moving slower and moving fast. We're just thinking about being and that we're so focused on our recurring existence that we're not looking towards our forward existence. And I think that when we're looking towards our forward existence, we're putting so much pressure on ourselves and we're putting pressure on time to move faster or we're putting pressure on time to move slower or for time to adapt the way that we want it to be. Like the same way with our finances. Like, hey, I'm broke. I'm in debt. I can't do anything. I can't go out or I can't do travel or I can't start a business because this hasn't been the problem for me. That's an excuse. And we make excuses for time because we're like, oh, I can't do this because I don't have enough time. Well, are you creating enough time? And you brought this to my attention today with the 5 a.m. club book. Like, you know, that's something that I, I don't wake up at five. I wake up at six, two hours before I need to. But you're creating more currency and giving yourself more time to really maximize your potential by doing that. You know, um, I think that's super important where. We, we we don't have to worry so much about the little details and just worry about being present in the moment, focus on bettering ourselves, being more productive, um, challenging ourselves to do better and be better, um, making better use of our time, putting that phone down, not relying on Instagram, not relying on That's- people for things because we feel like sometimes we're waiting for somebody to help us. You know, we're, we're, we've been struggling so long, we're waiting for somebody, God to send a miraculous help to change our lives, but... You can't change your life unless you change it yourself, you know? Mm-hmm, and that's it. That's it. How you feel about this, Dave? Uh, it's very true, man. I mean, I wish I got a, uh, a repeat of the question real quick, just because I kind of went off on a... Uh, nah, yeah, it's just, just a reflection. reflection. It's um, a, the reflection is, it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. No, this is kind of like what we were talking about earlier about with faith, you know, like... Me and Julian had talked previously before the show started about, you know, planting seeds and the same day you plant them is not the same day they eat the fruit, you know, so you have to be very patient, you know, and you can't give up because giving up on your dreams is like literally buying a plant and watering it one time and expecting it to survive forever. Like that doesn't even make sense, you know. You got to pretend you if what you have to do to be successful at your goals is make it something easy and tangible to relate it to every time you forget while you're doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? Or why you didn't put in that grind in that moment in time. You know, for me, it's a plant. You know, like it's so relative to hard work or a tree, you know, like you don't just buy plant seeds, plant them, example, get an idea, start it. Try your idea for a month, water your plant for a month, and then expect your plant to survive six months or your idea to continue flourishing when you're not trying or adding to its health or growth. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to keep going. There's no choice. You know, you got to see how big you want this. How, how, you know, get tight. Get upset. You know what I mean? Let something get you tight to the point where you're like, damn, I never want to be that upset again. I'm never giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I, I gave up because I got a new job. You know, I, I took five months off my vlogging and my and all my productivity and the, the events that I wanted to host because I got a new job. And I'm like, okay, I got a new job. I'm about to be making some more bread. And, bro, it's the same shit, man. I don't know why I took off the five months because it didn't get me let me get any closer to my goals. You know, like, if anything, it, it set me back a bit. True. But it's... Now, now I'm on some some grind that's so hard. I don't even know if you know I'm gonna make it, but it's fine. Because <laughs> we're not worried about. Yeah, we're not doing. worried about because I'm doing it. I'm having a great time doing it. That's the best part, yo. Yeah, when you when you working hard, like you okay. Another part of this, which we can really dive into, is just how hard that you work reflects. It becomes your everyday life, you know. When it comes up in conversation, because people want to know what you're up to, you start talking like, "Yo, I, I'm up to everything." They're like, "Damn, like." Low-key, some of them are going to be upset. Like, 
who does this kid think he is to be doing all these fun? Like, th- who does this kid think he is to be doing a podcast or starting a book club or, you know, starting a record label? You know what I'm saying? Who does he think he is to be doing that? He should have stayed the same kid he was. You know what I mean? Just like I did. You changed. You know what I mean? You changed. Yo, you and, changed and, and, yo, and, and they and they upset before the money. Like, how you upset before the money come? Wait till the money come. You're going to be real mad. Like, you're going to be real mad. You chose the wrong time to be upset at me. You should have tried to, you know, give me a hand. Cause I was I was brother love and uh, for the whole time you know we was out there you know nah we you gotta keep that same energy bro <laughs> honestly I ain't here with snakes like like anybody like pull up with that hating shit like let's keep it pushing bro I'm just keep, like, like they, they have, have no, no effect, effect on, on me. me and like that's why because I've always kept my circle small I feel I feel like it was bigger before but you know as after you graduate college that shit shrinks like crazy yeah. um but I'm happy where my circle is you know I wanted to keep it this way. Oh, no new friends. No new friends. No, no, no. Yo, a circle don't mean really anything because you can have a circle of of lamos who's not doing anything. You know what I mean? You need people around you that are inspiring, that are inspiring themselves. That and that are working so hard on their shit that you feel like, damn, yo, I need to do my shit before I miss out on this bus that I'm on. Because right now I'm on the inspiration bus. And they might kick me off of this tour bus if if I ain't holding my weight. You know what I mean? That's the type of team you need to have going forward. You can all be doing different things, you know. Don't don't you don't have to every don't not everybody gotta be a YouTuber. Not everybody gotta do podcasts. Not everybody gotta do clothes, you know? But at the same time, everybody could do anything. It's this so it's the freedom. Of, that's the beauty. You know, America's kind of shitty because of who's running it. But the beauty is that we we got the opportunity and the possibility to do anything, man. You just gotta put your mind and effort into it. Do some research. Google is your best friend. You have an iPhone in your hand. Use it for informational shit. Minus the garbage that you're on it for. You know, like get crazy with it. Honestly, the Google is, is your, your friend. friend. Go after the dream. That's it. That's, that is it. That is, that is, that is it. Go after the dream. Everybody from the 303, put your mother hands up and follow me. Um, nah, honestly, though, guys, this has been, like, a great dialogue. Um, that was an Eminem reference, if nobody got it. I, I don't fuck with Eminem. I don't got it. Oh, you said everybody from the 303? Yeah, he said yeah. it in the beginning. Oh, that's so no, funny. I said that. Shout out to Eminem. Oh, no, no. I'm going to go back and play it. You're going to hear it. Oh, you think alike, yo. Mom, spaghetti. But honestly, great episode, great dialogue. It is a pleasure. Thank you for the invite, guys. Of course. Love you guys. Fire. Second male ever on our show. Fire. It's lit. Shotties. Nah, entrepreneurial women will do a great job. There's a moment of silence because I wish you guys could see my face in the Um. I I, 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 I really I really apologize. Um, but yes, uh, tell uh, them where they can get your stuff. Twenty four K. Oh, hit hit up my gram. Twenty four K Dave, and we here. Um, get that YouTube content. Get watch them vlogs. Facts. Twenty four K. Twenty four K TV. Get the also get the T shirts. They got the big drop. Twenty four K way. The drops we be selling out in two seconds. Yeah, bro. you gotta catch them when they drop or it's over because yeah, you it's won't get one. Honestly. The long sleeve with the rainbow car? Fire. Yo, I don't even have... Some shirts I don't even got, to be honest. They dropped well, so quick. Have, you don't even have your own personal. I don't have my own personal because it was like, yo, uh, the client needed it, they got it. You feel nah, me? Like, um, I got to take that L. Kirby. That was just hard. That was better than the 24K way, so Oh, yeah. like, I mean, I got better as I got along, you know? It's packed. Yeah, I mean, it's packed. The 24K brick one, that shit is Oh, funny, I'm recently... Release... Hoodies come soon because it's that season, if well, you haven't noticed. Lincoln Bile. Lincoln Bile. Lincoln Bile. Hit it, hit it, hit it. No, but we thank you guys for tuning in. Um, another great episode. This thank is your... you guys so much, yo. God bless you guys. No, God bless you, bro. God bless America. Oh, where is this from? God bless America. No place else. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? How about you... God bless America and every place else? <laughs> if you can tell me this reference in our comments under the episode promo, I will give you five dollars. Okay. Yeah. If you five. if you listen to this whole episode to tell me this rep- reference, I will give you five dollars in the cash app. In the cash. Okay. Um, but I go by the name of Church. You can follow me at No Church in the City. And I go by the name of King Jules, and you can follow me at, at I am King Jules. Uh, this has been great. Thank you guys. Until next time. Peace. Stay up. Thank you. Bye.
Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're not able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash mogultalkpodcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.